edition, Respect the Process. We are back. It's college football semifinal. Respect the Process. That's it. I mean, we're back in the, we have to get back in the groove. Holidays are behind us now. Are they? And we've got to, like. Christmas is behind okay, us. Okay, Christmas is behind New us. New Year's still to come. We need to rechannel. Yeah, and, yeah. Because I heard Coach Saban saying reinvest mm-hmm. when he was talking about getting the guys back in the mindset because they, they were off for Christmas sure. a day or two. And it is not, it t- they say it's typical bowl week practice and preparation, but I have to believe that there is a lot of reinvestment for them it, at this point. It's crazy to think that they go, they go, they go, and I know they needed to take a step oh, back. Oh, absolutely. The physical wear and tear, the mental wear and tear of what's required and yet you've worked so hard to get yourself in this position and you have to step away from it. Mm-hmm. It's why I think we're probably going to get a little, you know, and it depends on who's healthy. It's the biggest thing. But when we go to the 12-team deal, it will be very interesting to see if the quality of the games are better mm-hmm. because we have a chance for them to stay sharper or will they be so worn down by the time we get to a final that it's just war of attrition at that point. So I don't know, but I just know for this team, um, probably very glad to have the mental break they got. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to have a tough time getting a lot back in. I think that's why it's so big that they got to California early. They got a chance to go through the stadium Mm -hmm. early, so they've seen – what there is to see and what's unique mm-hmm. about it. And I know you do that with every venue, but this one, just when the hand of God paints, yeah. you're, you're set. And that's what that is. Uh, I can't wait to see it with my own eyes in you get, person. You go out on Friday? I'm going to go out on Friday and uh, can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's going to be an amazing feeling, I know, an amazing opportunity. Um, to see that, to experience it, and have the privilege of broadcasting it. But for them, the ones that really matter, because uh, they have absolutely earned it, I, I think it's going to be um, an opportunity for them to really do something special, because this is a, it's a tremendous Michigan team. But as we'll get into, I think the strengths of the tide will favor them in this one. It's... Both teams, I would say, there's pressure on. Sure. Would you, in your opinion, which team has more at stake right now? Is it Michigan proving that they are the number one team without an asterisk, or is it Alabama proving that they deserve to be there? I I think it's it's something Coach will obviously use. There are people that say you don't deserve to be Mm -hmm. here. You shouldn't have gotten in. He's been able to play that card before uh, very effectively, and I think it's valid. You know, the the talk for the first two weeks practically was how wrong it was that Florida State was left out mm-hmm. by those that want to go that direction. Um, again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. While I really do feel bad for them, and Florida State clearly did everything they could to get in. Mm-hmm. And you, to a certain level, you feel bad. And if it wasn't Alabama that was impacted, I probably would feel worse for Florida State. That being said, the the bigger or more laughable ranking was not Alabama at four ahead of Florida State at five. It's putting Georgia right. all the way from one yeah. to six and not having them ahead of Florida State. 
So, anyway, um, there is there's definitely the motivation for Alabama to go in and play with the chip on their shoulder and mm-hmm. continue what they have been doing over the last month, month and a half. The pressure, though, I believe, is on Michigan. They are number one. They have been in this situation twice and failed. And I think their reaction, you know, they say your, your first reaction is the, the honest yeah, one. Right. Their first reaction when they heard Alabama's name called as number four rather than Florida State was very similar to what we saw from Notre Dame people right after they found out they were most yeah. recently in the playoff but had drawn Alabama mm-hmm. again. It was like, come on, really? Yeah. That's that's a tough pill to swallow for them. Well, and I do believe that they we have that pressure. We have the pressure for Harbaugh. But I think if I were a Michigan fan or a Michigan player, to to want to wipe away the asterisk of we cheated this year. Well, and they've handled that well. They have. I mean, they've responded to it. That is always that is going to hang over their head. I, and I think for the kids, grown men, players, that's a very easy thing to do. Because they didn't know anything. Yeah. They had no to think. If indeed the cheating was taking place, as most think it was, it's not the players. It's probably a small number of coaches that were involved. Mm-hmm. And it, it may or may not have even been Harbaugh that knew what was taking place. Mm-hmm. That all being said... It's easy for them to use the motivation, but now they've. I, I think that has more than run its course. They've got him back. They've had him back. They've got a chance to go out and play in this historic venue. Mm-hmm. The two, in their own notes, they say it: the two winningest programs in the history of college football. And I think it's going to be. Uh, a fantastic setting, a fantastic venue. It's a great matchup that's easy to sell right. from a from a TV and a promotional standpoint. Um, Do you think there'll be more Michigan fans out there? Uh, or, I mean, just you know, I won't be shocked. Yeah, I won't be shocked because they have felt for a while they were they were in. Mm-hmm. We didn't know literally until the last moment, right? Um, Flights, hotel rooms, and again, coming from a different part of the country. But they also normally feel like they're going to get into, I mean, the Rose Bowls, if you're in the Big Ten, that's been the goal anyway. I know it's different now, but still, there's probably some people that have had those flights or tickets booked every year Mm -hmm. for however many years. I I won't be surprised because, again, while they've been back-to-back years, this part is still new. Right, exactly, yeah. It's still new for them. Alabama is in the middle of a 16-year run of once-in-a-lifetime appearances mm-hmm. and experiences. It's it's really amazing, and you know there's there are those that are fortunate enough they can afford to go wherever and right, do whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of people that aren't. There are a lot of people that are trying to. I, here's why I think there may be more out west, as crazy as it is, because it's obviously roughly twice as far. They feel like there's a better chance to get a ticket as expensive as it is to Pasadena 
That will be in Houston? That will be in Houston. And also, you've got the holidays, so maybe you've already got the time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you even choose to drive. I know some people were doing that. Wow. You know, they were making a cross-country, literally a cross-country With the right track. people, I would do that. Yeah, the right, uh, I'm not sure I've yeah. met those people know, yet, no. but I know what you mean. But it is a, it's a deal where when you get to, I cannot imagine if it's Texas and Alabama, what that oh, ticket. Gosh. Well, I mean, uh, we had, we've had Georgia and Alabama I and know. Atlanta, and that's even more so because you don't have to pay, but you got, you got the Texas factor. But you got the Texas having not been there in no a long, long ass time. Long yeah. time. And the fact it's right there in their state, it's yeah. not far, but Alabama fans are going, okay. I can get the car and drive to that one if mm-hmm. I can't get the flight. Um, you know, you got to make plans without trying to jinx anything or or uh, get ahead of yourself. You at least have to make a, take a preliminary mm-hmm. plan in, in minds to, to drive out there mm-hmm. already. So not even fool with the flight situation and, and all of that. So it'll be, uh, I just hope that's an issue. But, man. Yeah. It's going to be, it'll be a very tough ticket. It'll be amazing. And um, try not to get ahead of myself. You know, I've, I've, there have been two Rose Bowls already that Alabama's participated in since I've been a part of the broadcast crew, and I have yet to see Pasadena, California. The first time that it took place, the, the first national mm-hmm. title for coach in Alabama, um, it was the year that the economy hit made mm-hmm. the turn that it did, yeah. and Tyler and I had done those replay broadcasts yep. on ACN and then CSS for so many years, then that changed because the way they they still kept the replays going, but they, they worked to deal with CBS and ABC and mm-hmm. ESPN where they would simply take the broadcast that you saw on Saturday mm-hmm. and would run it in those windows later on. So we didn't, yeah. that saved them a lot in terms of expense, and so we didn't get to travel that year <laughs> to any games on the road. Uh, did everything at home. I may have even gone to Atlanta for the SEC championship. I can't remember. Uh, no, I didn't. I remember watching that game as well. So I never traveled for any of the the, the road games. But it was... So I missed Pasadena then. Then three years ago, yeah. when we played in the Rose Bowl, it's pandemic, it's the pandemic, and the, the Rose Bowl was in yeah. Dallas, which was a great venue. It was cool. Winning is winning, and that's an awesome building. Um, but it wasn't it was Pasadena. No. It wasn't Rose Bowl. So this will be, you know, God willing, my first time, yeah. and I cannot wait. Okay, so you mentioned we are in the midst of this, and it's a word tossed around all too often, but I am going to say an iconic run that Alabama football has experienced with Nick Saban at the helm. I don't know, and you may foresee it better than I do, I don't know that there is a coach out there right now that will continue or could catch him in terms of what he has uh, accrued in terms of cha- SEC championships, national championships, games won, because I don't know that there are any coaches coming up that are willing to work as hard into their 70s as Nick Saban. Well... I mean, Kirby has two, but that's... Yeah, it, it's twofold. I, I'll take that part of it first. And this is not in any way minimizing or downplaying what Kirby's done, but I'm going to give you... I'll give you a couple of examples. 
of why it's so tough. And then I'll get into the, the other part of your question, which you'll probably have okay. to remind me what That's okay. it was. Don't worry. Kirby's won two national titles. Mm -hmm. He won the first one after losing to Alabama as often as he had, mm -hmm. which only means that Kirby had done a great job because if you're going to face Alabama, you had to face them in a championship game mm -hmm. or two, as was the case that particular year. Bama dominated Georgia when they had their two best receivers available mm -hmm. for yeah. a game and a half. Yeah. They weren't dominating them, but they were leading them. When they lost the one receiver they had healthy, left. Mm -hmm. So you could say that he wouldn't have won. You can make the argument. may not have won it that year if, if Jameson Williams is healthy. Mm -hmm. All right. So that one doesn't happen. He's on the ropes against Ohio State. Last year, the Ohio State team that people said a year ago right, yeah. shouldn't be in, mm -hmm. had them on the ropes and escaped and got the win, so they won the second straight national title. He's that close from having zero national titles. In our lifetimes, two of the greatest coaches in their respective sports, Dean Smith and Bobby Bowden. Fair? Fair. Bobby won what, one? Yes. Spurrier won one. Bobby, I think, won one. Mm -hmm. That's how tough it is mm -hmm. oh, yeah. to win. Bobby may have won two, um, but still no more than that. Dean Smith won two national titles as a head coach at North Carolina. You remember what they were? Uh, they were the year with uh, uh, Montres, who just passed away. Um, he, he won it the first time. With Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, James Worthy, and he won it when Michael Jackson, I think, was the guard's Jordan. name. Okay, Jordan. Oh, Jackson oh, yeah. was the guard okay. for Georgetown. Okay. That threw the pass right in the chest. They've got the final possession, mm -hmm. the ball in their hands, final possession, one point game. And they're trying to set it for the final play. And the guy makes a pass out of the corner of his eye. And it's to James Worthy, who's coming back into the play. He'd overplayed a pass. Mm -hmm. it was kind of, yeah. And he's coming back in. And the guy flips, hits him right in the chest with a pass, thinking that it's his mm -hmm. teammate. That's how he won that first one. The second one is when Chris Weber called the timeout for Michigan yeah. that they didn't that have. That they didn't have, yeah. Or they may have won. Mm-hmm. Again, those are two titles. There's not room for all that on the rings. I'm simply pointing out two of the greatest coaches in their sport, in their time, and they, I think, collectively have three, maybe four. Nick Saban's got seven. Yeah. Guys won't be given that chance. There's too much invested on contracts. They're not going to be given the opportunity to stick around long enough. I don't think. Could Kirby do it? Absolutely. Georgia... To this day, rightfully so, speaks of Vince Dooley in the terms that they do. Mm -hmm. He won one. He won one. Kirby's doubled it. Dabo at Clemson. And yet, Dabo, catch a little heat. <laughs> not, not from, from Tyler. Yeah. I love that kid. Yeah. Tyler. That's right. 
And then the same thing if whatever reason Kirby's not in the, the playoff next year, they'll start hearing a little chirping as well. No, and so I would I just love don't to know. know. Or he may go to may go to the pros to avoid yeah. that right there. And how comparison. many how many coaches Saban has outlasted? No doubt. Of and again, you write your own ticket in a lot of ways when you bring home the national championship. You know, because we even talked about earlier with no knowledge of anything. I, I was asking who would succeed Nick Saban at some point, and I brought up Sarkeesian's name, and you said. If he wins a national championship at Texas, they're not going to let him go. They're going to, yeah. you know, bring the truck up, which I right. think most schools have to do. The game has changed over the past 16 years. When mm-hmm. you look at the salaries and what coaches are getting paid to coach and also paid to leave. Sure. Um, but it, it is, I think it is something, I'm not saying Alabama fans by any means take it for granted, but it is the norm to be playing for a national championship every single year. It, it, it is what makes it amazing, and historically, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't going to be around, but in 50 years, they'll look back and go, dear Lord. Yeah. How did you do that? And How you can was tell, that done? And I love when, when he's on McAfee on Thursdays, and McAfee always calls him the greatest of all time. And you can tell it makes him a little uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're going, no, he is. Like, he, he will be notably the greatest college football coach of all time, based on what he is able to, has been able to accomplish. And that's a, right now. And that's in a 15, 16-year, well, 16, back up. Yeah. He's, it's his 17th season. Yeah. But think about it now because, you know, we, we weren't. When Nick Saban takes the job, he's coming off two years where he didn't make the playoffs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Back to back, and they're talking about him being a failure. It was, all, yeah, the it was critics an embarrassment. Were yeah, him a absolutely. And he's never coming to Alabama, blah, blah, blah. So he comes to Alabama. Well, he'll never stay. And But he's never going to win a title. Uh, okay, almost won it his first year. Yeah. Wow, he did win it his third. Or excuse me, almost won it his second year. Did win it his third. Um, yeah, but he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, I know he won it again. He's going to go somewhere else. Okay, he's won it another time. He's going to go somewhere else. And it just kept on. Now the conversation, well, he's going to retire. Yeah. So, but but it, it, there are not a lot of people <laughs> I know in their late forties, early fifties that would want to keep the hours he does. Oh gosh, no! Especially when they get to their twenties, no, don't want to. No, and that's why I'm saying I don't think anyone will <clears throat> ever touch the numbers, even sniff the numbers, because I don't think that there are people who want to put in the work that he yeah. does, and I, that's why coaches come in for several years and then they're. They, yeah. they grind out because they can't keep up with what he does. Well, it's not even, you can put in the same number of hours. And you can, you can work as hard. But it doesn't mean you're going to have the same level of success. Mm-hmm. You can also, that's the old thing, you know, more than one way to skin a cat. Right. It's, uh, I know Peter loves that one. Oh, yeah. It's um, okay. It's a good one. But it's the truth, you know. Until Coach Saban changed the narrative, yep. you know, Bobby Bowden was the standard. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bowden went about things very differently than a lot of other coaches. Steve Spurrier was not a guy that loved to put in. Steve Spurrier loved to play golf. Mm-hmm. Steve would go play golf. Um, 
was great drawing up plays and all the other stuff. He was a good coach, especially for coaches with families. Coaches with families loved Absolutely. coaching with because he valued downtime. Sure. And those guys probably worked their tail off, and mm-hmm. you can do it. I mean, look, we've seen it in our profession. Uh, there are guys that work more hours than I do on things, mm-hmm. prepping for a broadcast. And a lot of them are better than I am. But just because you've put the, the time in automatically doesn't make you better. You have a better chance at success mm-hmm. yeah. no matter what you do right. if you put the time and the work in. But it still doesn't mean you're going to be historically great. No. And that's the thing. You know, you could go sit in that office all day long mm-hmm. and never leave and get yourself a kite and, and live there. But it's not going to make you better. Yeah. It's what you do while you're there that makes you better. And nobody is better than Nick Saban, and it's not just the work. Now, the work is the work. you got to do it. But it ain't just the work that's made him the best. Yeah. It's, it's him. Okay, speaking of him, what is the significance, if any, of hiring former Michigan linebacker coach George Hilo. This is not the first time he has done something like this in terms of hiring someone who was very familiar with their opponent, particularly going into a game of this magnitude. Well, first first of all, it jacks up the other side because they're wondering, good grief, what do they know? What have we got to change? Do we need to change anything at all? Mm -hmm. So even if it's a 30-second conversation, it's 30 seconds that you – didn't get to spend preparing for Alabama. Mm-hmm. You're trying to yep. figure out if you're going to change something on your own. And let's say that Michigan was doing the stuff they're accused of. It's neutralized that advantage a little bit, mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, if there was a system, and again, I'm not saying there was, if there was a system in place for figuring things out, You've got a guy that can decode it for you. Mm-hmm. So, now again, I don't think it's it's going to come down not to who's got whose signals. It's going to come down to who runs their plays the best. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line on it. Uh, but no, there is no doubt he understands. And besides, I I, I think that's a minuscule part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the really the thing is let's talk tendencies. Let's talk. Um, if he's able to talk personnel at all, he can do that. If he's able to, uh, you know, give a little insight into to what they like to do in situational things, mm-hmm. maybe beyond what they could pick up already on film, because yeah. nobody's going to break that down better than the staff and the organization that coach has in place. I'm always amazed when guys come out, coaches come out and. And I see people, I'll give you a prime example. We did a Nick at Noon this year. I got Ken Wisenhut, Charlie Strong, and Derek Dooley. Three men who, one of whom head coach in the National Football League, Mm -hmm. and two others that have not just been at Power Fives, one been at the Power T, and the other one at the school that thinks they're the power to. Mm-hmm. Talk about Texas. So 
they're unbelievably high-level analysts. These are guys that are putting to, watching film and putting together the information from a head coach's perspective for the head coach. It's, it's amazing what they have in place and the resources yeah. that they have. Um, you had said earlier you thought the odds were good. I don't. Odds and numbers are not my thing when I'm looking at a game. Uh, I checked, and it's Michigan minus one and a half as of a couple hours ago. Is there an area that you're looking at this game thinking that this is going to be an area of concern for Alabama? Be it is it in the trenches? Is it you know? Are, are we talking? It, yeah, there is. If if Michigan is able to just lean on Alabama, yeah, and line up and run the football, and I'm not talking about as much as they did in the yeah second half of their their most recent couple of ball games. But if they can absolutely, over the course of a game, enforce their will basically yeah. with the run game and wear the Alabama defense out where there's just – there's no opportunity for those corners and linebackers who are so good to, mm-hmm. to maybe get some takeaways, that's going to be a tough – you've got to get off the field. And you got to do it. You got to get off the field on third down early in a drive, uh, as frequently as you can. And I know that's not anything new, but that's for this team especially. Mm -hmm. If they get that big snowball rolling downhill, that's a tough thing to stop, and it will make it very, very tough. And especially with Bama's hurry-up approach, Mm -hmm. where if they're struggling a little bit, it puts in, in their three and out. It's putting even more pressure on that defense and making it even tougher for them. So I, that would be a concern for me. Now, that being said, if you get some stops, I think it's going to make it very difficult for Michigan mm-hmm. to try and play catch-up. Yeah. You know, if you can find a way to get a lead early, uh, enforce them to be out of character, then, then it's a bigger problem for Michigan. But if you just can't stop their run game, that's going to make for a long day. It puts more yeah. pressure on the offense. Well, I was listening to one of the talking heads say that Alabama this and that, but they have not seen a quarterback the likes of McCarthy. And I'm like, have y'all not seen that we played LSU? That yeah. We have faced yeah. some of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that area does not concern me in uh-huh. terms of – containing that type of quarterback. Right. But as you said, yes, the, the, everything we hear is predicated on the run. Mm-hmm. And that has to be something that, obviously, you said, stop the snowball early. Yeah. Um, I know you do a lot of radio and different interviews. Is there anything particularly from the Michigan side that people are asking you? Or anything that you've seen that, um, that they are interested or curious about from... from you know... Uh, really, on the Michigan side, if you're talking about interviews with Michigan people, mm-hmm. I've got those scheduled more for later in the week, so I really haven't talked to anybody out there. Okay. Um, what are you going to plant? I've got Nick. <laughs> boy, you better. Uh, you need a plant, yeah. Rush two. Yeah. How about that? Come on, just rush two and put a spy as a linebacker. Throw it out there. Why not? No, I'm not going to do that. That would be ugly. You're not fun. But. Um, you and your reputation. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Depends on who you talk to. Let's uh, <laughs> let's 
I would say it's really what we just covered. With yeah. What's going to – when is it – when – would you know it's going bad for Alabama? And I think third down is so big. Yeah. Just because if if they are able to keep it away from Alabama's speed on offense mm-hmm. and the big play capability and at the same time wear down what's a big – Alabama is not quite as big probably, probably comparable in terms of strength. But if they can't utilize the speed, which tired speed You're right, yeah. becomes slow. So if if they're able to turn that speed into slow and tired, then Michigan's going to have some things going their way. Mm-hmm. It, it takes away what is the advantage for Alabama. So that would worry me. Where does the score get? Do we get do we approach 30s? Mm. Do we get higher? I think than? so. Now again, they've scored in the 30s and north of it, but they've done it against far lesser teams than yeah. what Alabama's faced or will face. I I think a lot of it's the running success or lack mm-hmm. thereof for Michigan. If they're able to run it a ton and run it extremely effectively, then that number will probably stay down. But if Alabama can get the tempo going, I think it, this one can get into the 30s. What do you do for uh, – because obviously I know you've been doing basketball. We'll talk about yeah. that for just a minute here. And I you've, you're also cold. battling a cold, In too, a cold, I apologize. My, sorry, my apologies to everybody. Oh, jeez. Uh, radio, you can get away it's with that. Like, it's difference in video. Yeah, it's not like you've been traveling. No, yeah. but uh, you've been with basketball. You're out in uh, Creighton. <laughs> then you went to Arizona. Then you finally came back. So what does your week of prep look like? getting ready for the game on Monday. Yeah, you're right. It, it's been kind of crazy because, uh, you know, and then the holidays are yeah. crazy for everybody. So in the midst of all that, uh, a six-day trip, and then it was, golly, when we got back, I don't remember if we talked about this or not. All right, well, I was I texting we you on off. Wednesday, and you said you were fly- y'all flew all night after the game Wednesday. Yeah. Rolled yeah. in first thing Thursday morning. Yeah, I saw the I saw the sunrise on the drive back to – Birmingham from Tuscaloosa. Sunrises are overrated. In yeah, opinion. the you sun. Quote me on that. Sun, sun was rising oh. in my face as I was headed. Uh, Just depressing. Headed to Birmingham from Tuscaloosa, but it was. It, it wore me out, but now getting to recharge and the holidays mm-hmm. did recharge me. Good. And getting a chance to. To focus on the game again, I've got a lot of time. I'll spend at airport, yep. plane. We'll get you a Z pack probably too, and that'll, that'll keep that's you. Being, up that's being called in. Yes. Uh, so we're, you know, we got that, and I'll have a ton of time to. Charts are done. Chance to review them and make sure those are, you know, committed to memory as best you can. Will you have to speak at all? Will you do any of your uh, fun engagements while you're at alumni? No, there's there's couple of events going on but not yeah. those are parties that's not anything where I'll uh, do any okay. talking so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to enjoy a little bit of LA fun a um, couple of things I want to maybe try to see while I'm out there yeah. really just kind of winging it but yeah. but I'm there to work yeah you know and I'm not trying to make more out of it than I am but it's it's gonna be you know you can talk about things you want to do but then when you get there it's kind of like oh man I really want to but get locked in and I know but and, and I, I back in my former days traveling for bowl games is entirely different than traveling for a road game because 
you know, like, okay, the team's out there, they have practice, and then I think it's tomorrow they go to Disney. Today or tomorrow they go to Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday have they have the Lowry's Beef Bowl. Mm-hmm. So until like, because there is this additional stuff that the players are required to do, and they yeah. make these appearances, they go do all this. Y'all have to go so you can get the shots. We have to go so that we'll we can get to see who can eat the most steak, or you know, like yeah. who. And it, it is a different environment. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and I'm not going to say it's less serious, but I do think that is one of the challenges for coaches. And again. I, you don't want to call them these. These are not young men. They they are treated very much like grown ups, almost like professionals in this, this respect. Of yes, we do this, but we also have focus on why we're out here. Sure. Here's why, and this is not really off topic, but it's, it's to your point. Lay it on. No, it's it's to your point. My life is it's off topic. <laughs> Never mind. That's okay. Go ahead. It's why I'm such an advocate for all the bowls. Yeah. Because these guys, and I see it all the time. I saw it at, I've seen it at different levels. A road trip. You get on a plane. You fly to the city. The bus picks you up on the tarmac. Mm -hmm. You get on the bus. You drive to the stadium. The stadium. To do, on, do, on a do Friday, walk through. You do that. You get back on the bus. You go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Meetings, dinner, first dinner, relax. Uh, More meetings. If second it's a dinner. night game, the sec. If it's a night game on Saturday, yeah. a late game, you might go to a movie. Alabama, you know, does that on a late game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get, you know. That's the most you're going to do. But you're on the bus. You're going straight to the movie. Mm-hmm. There's not the downtime. No, there's. The, it's the, not like it is for basketball when you go on a tournament. You know, for a few days, and you get a chance to, you know, see what's around you. Maybe walk to a mall at least. Or, yeah. or one of the things I always appreciated about Mark Gottfried is that, um, you know, if you were going somewhere, and it was for multiple days, he made sure guys experienced. Different things, yeah, you know, and because they may never, they never been there, may right. never go again. Yeah. He always included us as the radio crew as part of it. Just was, I got to see and do some things that I never would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And there aren't many opportunities for that with football. So I'm, I love. I don't care if it's the Birmingham Bowl or whatever. There's things to do in our city. Yeah, but for those guys who normally are just point A to point B to point C right. back to point A. To point B to the game and then to the airport. Yeah, and it's done. That's not a trip. That's that's mobilizing your structure. Yeah, that that's not a trip that like we think of it. Go enjoy a meal with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Go enjoy, you know, being able to go out. You know, New Orleans. Go enjoy Bourbon Street or whatever you choose to enjoy. Yeah. For an hour or two, say you've seen it. Can you imagine those guys go. getting on rides at Disneyland? Like what would normally accommodate one person, two people probably accommodates. I got a feeling that there will be some low impact stuff. That would I would have a hard time. Yeah, I don't allowing Jalen Milrow to get on. 
a machine. Yeah. It's going to thrash something your neck around or throw something. You around. Yeah. That's, you'll feel that for a while. You get concussed from. Well, not like that getting hit in the, not that getting pinballed in the pockets no. any tougher or, or less tough, but that's but, that's a great question. I don't know to what extent they will thoroughly enjoy, but they'll have some. They'll have some stuff. They'll have a chance. To, it, again, things you never get a chance to yeah. do. Even if they even if they don't do anything but walk around and look. Yeah. At least they're getting a chance to do that, yeah. and they're getting time together away. It's something that they don't get a lot of opportunities to do away from Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. the football complex. Correct. Yeah, I know. Yeah. and it is something. I the last big bowl I went to was the Orange Bowl when Alabama played Michigan when Tom Brady. Mm-hmm was on the team there, and to watch traffic stop for the buses to go through downtown Miami. I mean, it is it is yeah. something amazing yeah. to watch the police literally stop traffic everywhere these teams went. Yeah. And, uh, at, you know, um, you're sitting there going, these guys are 19 years old, and they have traffic stopping for them. Mm-hmm. And they will it's have special. it in Los Angeles, too. Same thing. Anytime they go anywhere. Um Let's touch briefly on basketball because uh, on that swing that we were talking about with Creighton and Arizona, both games that they could have yeah. won. Could have won. Very close. Uh, Weren't Creighton, expected to going in, yeah. but could have won. Creighton, man, you had a shot at the buzzer. That was crazy. Why did Sears out. go for two when he drove uh, the lane there? I think they were, what, down by five It was what three. was open. Okay. It was what was, it was open. Was it that last? It was that last. The next to last possession yeah. because they knew they could foul and then get an opportunity. Right. Well, I mean, and I they think, did. Yeah, and they did. They got a great look. Uh, it was it was a two steps, three maybe beyond mid court, uh, and a couple behind the Gosh, three point line. It was like off the glass, a, off the rim, and in a millisecond, in a millisecond, I was having flashbacks. Yep. To Knoxville, last game of the regular season, the year that Mark had been fired and Philip Pearson was the interim, Bruce Pearl still at Tennessee, and Anthony Brock banks in a three at the buzzer that beats Tennessee. That one stayed down. This one just rims rims out. And in you know, if Brock had missed that one, we still had overtime. With this one being missed, ball game is over. But they played a they did a heck of a job with that. They played really well for about I mean, 25, 30 minutes against the difference Arizona. Was foul, foul trouble. Well, I was going to say, yeah. get, Creighton was foul trouble. Right. Arizona As had just, been the case in, with yeah. Purdue. in uh, Arizona got to the line a lot more yeah. in the second half than they did their first. This Bama team's getting better. Yeah. They really are. They're getting better. The problem is they played three very good ball games in a row All against on the, road. Th- on the road, in essence if not on campus, yeah. and you're playing uh, all three top ten teams, yeah. two of which had been number one in the country. Yeah. So it was a grind, but they got better. Yeah. They understand who they can be, and I was really encouraged by the way they played, the effort, the energy, the enthusiasm they played with. I mean, they're close. They, they, they are close. It, well, not just those games, but I'm talking about when they got back home. And did so against yeah. Eastern Kentucky, which is nowhere near no, but those teams. But the fact they created their own intensity. Yeah. Um, it was the last game before they were going to get a couple of days off for yeah. Christmas. Now they come back. They're going to play in Birmingham against Liberty. I'll be there. Not a girl. Up in the rafters, and, but I'm going to uh, be there. You know, they will 
they need to play well in that and then get into league play in Nashville yeah. against Vandy. Vandy's then, record's not good, but Vandy had Memphis beat. I yeah. think lost to him in overtime. Yeah. And then, uh, and then after that, South Carolina, who is leading the league right now. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry, they're in second. Ole Miss, undefeated Ole Miss. Yeah. Leading, leading but the they SEC. haven't. Now look, they're playing. Both are playing really well. They haven't played no. what Alabama's faced. No, their non-conference so, schedule is nothing like what. So I'll I will hopefully miss both of those <laughs> games because I will miss the the game at Vanderbilt if we're playing in the national title. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Played in the national title game, and because I won't be able to get back in time, okay, I will not be able to do the other. I think we'll excuse your absence on that, particularly if it you would are be just fine in Houston calling the national championship I game, hope so too. be it Alabama versus Texas or Alabama versus Washington. I don't think Tad fans would care just as long as you're there. Um, uh, they, no, as long as the team's there. They, they really don't care if I'm there or not. No, you're but right. I don't care if I'm there. I want Alabama to be in it. Actually, I do care, but I want Alabama to be in it. Okay, so you head out Friday. I do. And um, I know that there's a list of things that you're going to do, but we're not going to disclose those things. It's, that's your time. That's going to be on the fly. That's your time. That's what you get to enjoy. Yeah. But obviously, we cannot let you leave town or leave this show without a rock-solid... Roll Tide. Roll Tide. For Chris Stewart, who you can find online at Chris Stewart. Chris. S. S. Two S's. Chris Online. Online. You can find him anywhere, pretty much. And you can also find him on the radio on Monday, January 1st. My days are so confused right now. Just January 1st. the holidays. Monday, January 1st. Y'all go on the air. It's a a 4 o'clock kickoff. Sereason, uh, um, see, you were you were giving me a hard time about bringing notes in central. here. No, it is a four o'clock central. Four o'clock central. So Thank one you. o'clock central broadcast time. Uh, Roger Hoover will get us started, and and uh, he'll have some guests on, and then Tyler and I'll take you from an hour out until kick. Wow, it's about time. It's okay. about that time. For Chris Stewart, I'm Kelly Hunter, and we look forward to seeing y'all next week on uh, the disruptive media platform. But uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all next week. Take care.